You're listening to GeekWire from Seattle, Washington, on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and GeekWire.com. Hey, everybody. How are you doing out there? I'm Andrew Edwards. And I'm Todd Bishop. And we're back. That's right. We're back. We're getting lit. <laughs> Another week talking about the latest in tech and gadgetry. Maybe that should be the name of this Getting segment. lit. Getting lit. <laughs> Maybe not the impression we want to... Probably, you probably can't land a sponsor for Getting Lit. <laughs> well, you Unless can. Michelobers. Yeah, exactly. One of the, exactly. the marijuana shops down here in <laughs> oh, Fremont. Right. There's plenty there of them go. now. There we go. There's plenty of them now here in Seattle. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, some more, as we do every week, um, gadgets, make some games in there, consumer electronics, and we'd love to hear from you. If you're watching on a live stream, feel free to comment. Um, and if you're not watching on a live stream, thanks for joining in anyway. So, so uh, yeah, it's been the holiday season. Black Friday, Started. Cyber Black Monday, Friday. Thanksgiving. What, right. was, what was the best Cyber Monday, Black Friday deal mm. that you found out there, Andrew? Man, there were so many. So a lot of the deals, unfortunately for a guy like me, a lot of the deals, um, they don't really apply because I already have these things. So like Amazon had the Echo Dot for like yep. twenty nine bucks, thirty nine, thirty nine bucks, thirty nine bucks. Um, but if you ordered it through the Echo, you get right. your extra ten dollars off. That's right. Um, so that's twenty nine bucks, which is crazy. And then they had the Fire Stick for twenty nine dollars. So it's like all these things. I'm like, oh, these are great deals, but I have it already. I got to tell you, the Fire Stick, I am not version as impressed two? with. I, version I have two? version one. Okay, I have version one. I struggle with that thing. I can't get Sling TV to load. <laughs> I can't get. So sh- is the advice to upgrade to version two of the Fire Stick? Um, if you're looking for a deal on a street, like I would only buy it to put in my bags so that when I travel, I could like have it in a hotel room. It's not something I'd ever use at home though. Gotcha. Like at home, I'd use a you know an Apple TV or a full Fire TV or something that's more substantial. But anyone looking to save a buck, yeah, yeah. Well, Amazon devices were some of their biggest sellers. Yes. they had a huge weekend, and it's been interesting to see the Echo just take off like it has. I I did not expect it. The Echo to to me yeah. seemed like it was kind of a you know something that they did because you know they didn't have to do the phone anymore after the Fire right. phone flopped. Right. So they got to put Alexa in something. So yes. let's do it in a speaker. But then it just took off. It took off. And Google Home. So Google Home just came out maybe three weeks ago, 129 bucks. That was down to 99 for Black Friday. So Google obviously wants to you know, be a part of that whole conversation as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Like I ha- I've had an Echo since it launched. And I always forget it's there. And then the only time I use it is when I notice it's there, and then I just have to like think of something to ask it, like some trivia question. Have you ever used your voice purely to buy something through your Echo? Yes. And what was the experience like? Did you like it? It was it was easy. The only thing I've ever bought through the Echo was the Echo Dot. Right. Because the f- only way you can get the Echo, the first-gen Echo Dot, was through uh, an Alexa-enabled device, which was the Echo and a Fire TV. And so I just said, uh, there's no Alexa in here, right? Okay. Hey, Alexa. Um, Buy an Echo Dot. Yeah. And, it, and it, I, it was like, okay, we're ordering it. Well, it's interesting because Amazon has been making the push for voice-enabled ordering, and they actually had sort of a little mini holiday voice shopping weekend mm-hmm. this time around where they had exclusive deals right. for holiday shoppers just for people who use the voice. But the other interesting phenomenon that happened over the Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend was just the sheer volume of mobile orders. You know, they had more mm. than a billion dollars in U.S. retail what? sales from the phone. 
from your wow. phone and tablet wow. on Cyber on on Black Friday, right? And also on Cyber Monday. So it that, that's it's become this phenomenon. Did where they share the information of desktop versus? So this was stats from Adobe. Okay, um, Adobe tracks it through their retail marketing software. So this wasn't Amazon okay. specifically. It was U.S. retail sales broadly. And yeah, they essentially they say that peop, more people visit retail websites on their mobile phones. It's like in the 50% range, 56, 57%. Mm-hmm. But then it drops off when you talk about people actually buying. Okay. So people are browsing on the phone. Researching. And then buying. But still, you know, it's in the 30 to 40% range. That's pretty incredible. Overall mobile purchases. Right. Yeah, right. it's changing the whole dynamic. It so. is. I mean, it's interesting, too, because, like, you know, I'm on my YouTube channel. And when I look at the stats, nowadays, the majority of people watching my YouTube are on a phone or a tablet. Like, right. it's not on a computer. It's not on a TV. Which to me blows my mind because it's like I'd rather watch something big than like hold this phone up to my face. But that's what people are doing. Yeah. Mobile. Yeah. Mobile. So, it's where it's at. So big weekend. Anything else that you got that you want to share? Yeah. Yeah. So, OK. So first thing I wanted to share um, was it, this is kind of a boring product because it's 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 a router. It's a wireless router. Right. But the thing is, I live in a 2400 square foot home, which is not I mean, it's not huge. Right. You know, it's just a two, two story home. Um, and Better I, than my place. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But my point is, is that there's always a dead spot. You put your router somewhere, and eat, like, I get sent the most powerful, ridiculous spider-looking. Like they have these eight antennas, and like they're the most powerful thing you've ever seen. And still, you go like downstairs into one area, and it's like I have no Wi-Fi signal. What is happening? I I have like a four hundred dollar router, and I can't get a signal in my home. And so recently, do you use the repeaters? The like the the extra no, boost. I try that; it never works. No, see the thing with the repeater is the repeater has a has an antenna in it, right? And it'll connect to the main router, and it'll also use those antennas to connect you to itself. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it's using the same antennas to give you your Wi-Fi access as it is connecting to your router. So it's actually cutting your speed in half. So when you use those uh, repeaters or, or extenders, you're not getting right. the full speed that you would get if you were just connected to your main router so yeah so what do you got here so holiday season right you go to guys like us or ladies like you we go to our family's homes yeah and all of a sudden we're tech support they have questions we got to fix computers the wi-fi is not working this right here is the netgear orbi now netgear makes routers they make all sorts of routers the the nighthawk is like their flagship but the Nighthawk didn't do what this can do. What this is, is uh, it's part of this trend now. Google has Google Wi-Fi coming. I don't know if you've seen that. Yes. So, And then there's also this thing called the Eero. Yes. And they're, they're Wi-Fi systems. They're not routers. I'm trying to get it out. There we go. Yeah. They're not routers so much as they're systems because they are multi- there's multiple access points in there. So for people who are listening on the podcast or radio show, Andrew's pulling this thing out, and it, it looks I'm fighting like, with it. It looks like, how would you describe it? It looks like an appliance. Right. So it kind of looks like a large um, Google Home, right? Yeah. So there's that one. So that's the main router. You, okay. You, you place that wherever you would place your normal router. But the key is, the key is this. So there's two. So okay. this is the main router. This is the satellite. So you set this up as your router. And then you place the satellite anywhere centrally in your home. All you do is plug it into the wall. You don't have to plug in Ethernet or anything. So you find a place like this is in my upstairs, plugged into my internet connection, and okay. then this is just downstairs in the living room. And now 
these two together will blanket up to 4,000 square feet. So they're communicating with each other. They're yes. not plugged into the Ethernet That's separately. right. This is connected into Ethernet. This is just standalone. But here's the difference between an extender and these. These are tri-band. So it has one B or 2.4 gigahertz network and one 5 gigahertz network as any other major router does. But it has a third 5 gigahertz network that is only used between the two of them to communicate. So it's not piggybacking off of your own, off of, you know, the, the signal that you would use to connect to the Internet. It has its own third tri-band signal. So it has a nice strong signal between the two. These two give you up to 4,000 square feet of Wi-Fi, Whoa. which is crazy. That's a big house. But you can also buy more satellites. You can add up to two more. So you can have oh. 8,000 square feet of Wi-Fi. And the only thing you need to do when you buy one is plug it into the wall and press this button that says sync. Just press it. And that's it. You're done. You don't okay. have to worry about messing with interfaces and setting up all sorts of different rules. It's it's the best thing that has happened to me as far as Wi-Fi goes. It's almost like the the Sonos philosophy where you yeah. just add things on. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's great. So that's the Netgear Orbi router. I'm showing it at $400? $400. Yep. Yes. But again, I mean, I know it's expensive, but... I can go any anywhere in my home. I can go into the back. I can go out front, and I have signal. It's yeah. like, it, it, do you know how you must? I mean, it, it's just. It's, I, oh, trust it's, me, I know. I'm an. I'm in a three-story small townhome. Okay, so it's my problem is not you know horizontal. It's vertical, right? Which actually can be even tougher because you've got things in between, not mm-hmm. just you know floors and walls sure. and. All that stuff. So, no, I, I, I feel it. So yeah. this might even do it for you as well. But, you know, this is a big pain of frustration for a lot of people, Wi-Fi. And so I'm glad to see these multi-router systems coming out. Orbi has done a great job for me. Um, Eero was not so good, in my opinion. Interesting. Um, but Which is more expensive. It's mm, 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah it's it? more expensive. But they just released their Eero 2.0, okay. which is a new software, totally rewritten um, Wi-Fi mesh system. So I haven't tried that yet. And then, obviously, Google's coming out with Google Wi-Fi um, sometime in the next couple of weeks. So that space is heating up, and I'm glad to see it, though, because, you know, you can't just rely in this day and age, all this streaming we're doing, high definition and everything, to just have a router buried in a closet somewhere and expect to get, you know, blanketed in Wi-Fi. So I highly recommend that for both you and anyone whose Wi-Fi you need to manage in your family. Very cool. Yes. Good. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the podcast. We will be right back with more of Andrew Edwards' Tech Picks. You're listening to GeekWire. All right, welcome back. We are talking with Andrew Edwards with some of his post-Thanksgiving holiday gift picks. Yeah. Tech picks. Tech picks. I mean, they're gifts, but they're also things you can buy for yourself. Exactly. Well, everything's a gift. They're just cool. That's true. That's true. Okay, so we just were looking at the... The uh, the Orbi You're right, from, right from Netgear, which is a great wireless router, mm-hmm. router system, essentially. Right, and you basically just solve any Wi-Fi woes that you've ever had. Yeah, it's fantastic. So you've also got your Xbox One S here. Yes, with this some is of my your favorite games. This is my Xbox One S. Um, I have my games loaded on it, um, and basically, you said you wanted to talk about some games today. Yeah, so absolutely. There were some big Black Friday deals on TVs. Yes. Um, so 4K TVs for the first time. I mean, they, they were as low as like $200 for 4K resolution That's TV. That's insane. Which is great because just a couple of years ago, these were like $2,000, $3,000. Now, what about the old philosophy that you should never buy a TV on Black Friday? I usually agree with that. But this year in particular. So the thing is, you have to know what you're looking for. Because some manufacturers will release TVs specifically for Black Friday. So you think you're getting a deal on a TV that's more expensive, but you don't realize 
this TV like just came out and will never be made again. It's just been made for Black Friday to be cheap. So you have to know what you're looking for, what the real deals are, and also take advantage of uh, price matching. And obviously, whether it's Black Friday or any any time between now and the holidays, you can still take advantage of that. So one good thing to do, um, especially if you're buying a TV, is to go online and search for the TV and look at a, um, a seller from the East Coast because there's a lot of good deals on the East Coast. And then you go in to your Best Buy or your video only or anything over here. Well, I guess I'm talking to people here in Seattle. Right. Um, but I, I know there might be, if you're in New York, sorry, this won't apply to you and you have to pay sales tax over there. But I was able to go in here and say, hey, here's the price on the East Coast. They do not charge sales tax. They do not charge shipping. So my final total will be this. What can you do for me? And Did it work? My, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. My business, here you go. Perfect. So, you know, even the Black Friday price. So there was a TV that was $5,000, $24.99 on Black Friday that I could get for $18.75. Wow. Okay, so, so you got to do a little bit of negotiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's not even—it's an easy negotiation because they have a price match policy. Gotcha. So, if you say we match prices, then you just have to bring them a good price that they can match. That's it. So, so anyway, a lot of people picked up 4K TVs. Amazon was like talking about like every time they, uh, a big 4K TV deal came out, it was gone in like a, right. in an hour or less. So, this Xbox One S supports 4K streaming. Um, to Netflix and you know Amazon and all that stuff, which is great, um, but it also supports HDR, HDR high dynamic range. It it basically supports brighter whites, blacker blacks, and a thirty percent higher um, dynamic range for color. So right. it's just beautiful. It makes things look way more realistic. And I've been playing a lot of Gears of War four, one of the the top games yes. of the holiday season. Right, one of the top games of the holiday season, and it supports the HDR feature. So not every game supports it. It has to be built into the game. Yeah. So there's. Gears of War 4, there's also Forza Horizon 3, um, another game that does so, HDR. So Forza, you know, I, I kind of feel like I've played the driving games. Have they really gotten that much better? Yeah, so there's so there's Forza, Forza Motorsport, right. and there's Forza Horizon. Oh, And so Forza Motorsport me. is the one where you're basically racing around the track, trying to, you know, come in first, second, third, fourth place. Forza Horizon is like an off-roading. So you're going through the, like in this, the latest one, Forza Horizon 3, you're going through the like environments oh. of Australia. And so you're driving on a beach and you're in the sand and then you're in the forest and like the the visuals, it's, it's, it's actually crazy because the visuals are so good that I find myself not looking at my car. I'm like looking at like the environments and just like crashing everywhere because it looks so amazing. Like they did such a great job. Um, and with the HDR, it really just stands out. But I'm a video file. So that might just be me. But if you're looking for new games for the Xbox One specifically, those are two. They're exclusive to the Xbox One. Okay. Now check this out. This is my own controller. This is Xbox Design Studios. Check that out. Yeah, it says Drew So Icy. That is my gamer tag. <laughs> so what that, is it? So this is a it's an orange Xbox One controller. No, what, what I made that this? though. So you go to Xbox Design Studios through yes. the Microsoft Store online, and you actually can design every single aspect of the controller, what color you want these buttons to be, this, your face buttons, the back, everything. You you design your own controller. It's a cool gift for a gamer because you can make something that no one else has. Right. Um, and you don't have to put the gamer tag on there, but it's just another way to personalize it even more. Definitely no one has this. So someday when we have more time, I'll tell you the story behind my gamer tag. Oh. Some other some other time. That'll okay, be a fine. tease for a future what, show. What is it? Can you at least tell Nathaniel me what it is? Daniel York. Okay, I have yeah, I definitely want to know. <laughs> All right. Now, okay, here's the trick. Here's the trick I was talking about earlier. Yes. So I was talking to you about this before we started. So let me show you what I have here. I store all my games. So even though there's two terabytes of storage inside this Xbox One S, I store all my games on this. 
So that looks like an external hard drive? This is That's exactly what this is. But I, I built this myself, and let me show you what it consists of. So I have a, an SSD. Yep. This is, a, this is a Western Digital Blue. This is a 500 gigabyte SSD. Um, but I think in here I have a 960 from SanDisk. But it doesn't matter. So a solid state drive. You need a solid storage. state drive that's a minimum of 256 gigabytes. Because that's what's required by the Xbox One for storing games. So anything that's 256 or higher, you can use. And then you get yourself an external enclosure. These are super cheap. These are like $15. And what this is is something that you put the SSD inside of. And that turns it into an external drive. So I'm going to open this up. So why not just get a regular old external drive? You can. But the thing is, is an external drive, hard disk, hard disk drive is going to be slower. And this has, an, this has one of those inside of it already. So what we're trying to do is make this fast. So you want to load your games faster. You want to you know, make your downloads faster. It's really anything that, that, is, that requires that spinning platter yep. to go and read. This will do it much faster. So this is what it takes. There's the SSD. That's what it is. Just a little card-shaped drive. Yep. And then this About is the, the enclosure. Size of cards here. Right. Not even. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not as not as tall as one. Right. And then this is the enclosure. So I'm going to have you do it. So okay. So imagine you took them out of the box. Yep. Those are the two things you're left with. You're going to. Can I do it? Can, can do you it? do it? Can you do it? You want to greatly increase the speed of your Xbox. Oh my God! I think I just did it. There I it just is. Did it. The other way around. This is kind of like when I, played, uh, when I played Excite Bike. You got to slide it. You got to slide it. Oh, you got to slide it. That's it's a slide. Okay. Here, help me out here, Andrew. All right. Let me see. There, uh, there it is. Okay. Right. So, so now you've got an external USB 3.0 SSD. So now all you need to do is plug in the USB cable here. And then the Xbox One has a USB right there. Plug that in. And now it turns on. And that's it. So now you tell it to store your games here. Any game you're actively playing, you want to store it here. So how much total for to do this? Do you remember how much it costs you? Price-wise? Yeah. Um, you can do it definitely around $75, probably less, because I did this about a year ago, and SSD prices have also been dropping so substantially. So you get an SSD drive, an enclosure, mm-hmm. 75 bucks. So how much faster does this make your gameplay? Wait a minute. So, so the, the reason I got it... For the load time. Right. The reason I got it was because Fallout 4 came out. Fallout is one of my favorite game series of all time. And as you progress through the game, loading the next scene just takes longer and longer. And it got to the point where it was taking about 40 seconds to load if I, like, opened a door or something like that. I was like, this is insane. So I did this, and it reduced it by over half. Whoa. So down to, like, 15 seconds. And so it made it much more tolerable. And so that's, I mean, once I saw that, it was like, any game I'm playing, I'm putting on here. So what I do, actually, is I store... I have mass storage because this has two terabytes. Any game I'm not actively like playing at the moment, I'll store it here. And then anything I'm playing right now that I want to, you know, I'm playing every day or whatever, it goes on the SSD and it just saves me a lot of time. And so, I mean, that's the one thing gamers care about is load times are, are, can be despicable. And you just want to get in and get in and get out. You don't want to waste time. Can I confess something? Yeah, please. At, ho- at work, we have an Xbox One, an original one. Okay. This and is work. Here at, at GeekWire. Here, yes. okay. At home, I still have an Xbox 360s. What's happening? What happened? What, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> wow. Do you so, even play it though? I, I I do. It gets used. It gets used a lot for Netflix. It's a lot more reliable for Netflix than the Fire TV Stick. 
<laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm sure it is. You know, I'm not a hardcore gamer. Okay. And frankly, a lot of the games that my daughter likes are on the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. including Connect Party, which is the greatest That's a kids good game. game of yes. all time. Right. Because you turn it on. And you leave the room. Right. And a lot of those Kinect games are like that, though. Yeah. A lot of those Kinect games are just like, hey, stand up and like get some exercise yeah. out. And anyway, Is it out time here. for me to upgrade? I think so. I mean, the Xbox One S especially. I mean, it depends. So you have the Xbox One S, which is a good deal. And again, um, not just Black Friday, but between now and the end of the year, it's $50 off all these Xboxes. And this is, a, this is something that's new. This has only been out a couple months. Um, so you can get a really good deal on what is actually the best and cheapest 4K Blu-ray player. So even if you don't care about the right. games, you have the 4K streaming, 4K Blu-ray, but do you have a 4K TV at home? No. You could have got one for like two hundred dollars. Apparently, day. I don't know what you're apparently, doing. I don't know what you're doing. High dynamic range. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the Xbox One S, I think, is uh, the best value for the money in terms of a game console today, especially because it's also a 4K Blu-ray player, which PlayStation is not, and obviously the Wii is not either. So the PlayStation is a Blu-ray player, but not a 4K. Right, even the new one, PS4 Pro, which stunned everybody that it's just still a regular Blu-ray player. So, all right, yeah, good deal. Okay, well, let's take another quick break. You're listening to GeekWire on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. We're here with Andrew Edwards, and we'll be right back with more of his game recommendations coming up around the corner. We've got some Nintendo here. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we are back talking about some of the hot games of the season. Andrew Edwards here. And Todd Bishop. All right, so listen, we got some Nintendo here. Yeah, so let's, yeah, this is sort of an antidote to the uh, <laughs> the, the hi- yes. hardcore games of yes. the, the Xbox One here. Now, no, this is not Gears of War. No. Now, now the, the first thing is, these are all mobile games, which I realized very quickly is like, Nintendo just doesn't seem to have anything happening on their home consoles anymore. Um, the Wii U yep. seems to be on its way out. Which is unfortunate. What do you think? Did you see the Nintendo Switch commercial launch thing? I actually I did not see the oh the Switch. Yes, the the whole idea of it being a hybrid, yeah. regular console and right. mobile. Did you watch their little no, video? Oh, you didn't see the video. No. What? No. No. Well, listen, it looks good. Yeah, it looks amazing. It looks like uh like the Nintendo of old. And the cool thing about this this I don't know what you call it, promo video was that there was very little children in it. Like, there was either no children at all in it or, like, one. Kind of like the anti-Nintendo. Yeah, it was more like, you know, the millennial-type age. Yeah. And you have this console, and it has the two joysticks on the side, and you can take the joysticks off of it and play at home on your TV yeah. or connect the joysticks to it and lift it up, and now you have, like, a little tablet that you can just take with you. Um, high resolution. It, it just looked great. Um, and I'm, I'm like waiting with bated breath to see if it'll actually be good. But it looks when very good. When does it good. come out? Next year? It comes out, I believe, in March. Okay. And what's interesting about that is that we're here at the end of November. Early, It's about to be early December. Um, and they've only shown that promo video. I think it was like a two- or three-minute video. They haven't actually shown the hardware to anyone. And no console in history, if, if they were to show it today... Later, yeah. There's no console in history that, even if they showed it today, has launched like three months later. So that's going to be interesting to see. But it's definitely something that no one else has done, no one else is doing. I don't know if anyone else can do it. The whole hybrid home console handheld. Right. And it also leads me to wonder where they're going with the Nintendo 3DS. Is this going to like be the replacement for both? The 3DS and the Wii U. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or is it uh, just its own thing and they're still going to continue? I don't know, but I'm definitely very interested to see where they're going. And what surprised me most was a, a lot of the third-party developers who jumped off of Nintendo and the Wii U have been saying recently they're definitely supporting the Switch and they're excited about it. So 
maybe Nintendo's about to make that comeback oh, we'll on the home see. console. But in, in the meantime, in the meantime, we've got this. These are some Nintendo 3DS games. These are new, either not out yet or just about to come out. Okay. Or wait, either not you out should, yet or you have come the out. Shrink wrap on these. Have you not been playing them yet? Well, yeah, exactly. These I just got these. <laughs> okay. Nintendo sent them over. Um, so this, so first these. These are Pokemon Sun and Moon. Okay. So Pokemon, obviously a huge franchise. Yep. Um, they always release them in pairs like this. So you, there's, you know, there's exclusive Pokemon to each one, even though they're essentially the same game. Um, no reason to buy both, but that's just what they do. I don't really know why. You you into Pokemon at all? A little bit. Not not into Pokemon Go at all. Why, why not? I what? Just, I just never got That's into it. That's a phenomenon. It. I was too busy playing my Xbox 360. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Pokemon Go. I mean, I, I mean... I assume though you saw everybody outside walking around like playing it, right? Like yes, did you actually of course, witness of course. it? Of course, I'm aware of the phenomenon. Okay, yes. no, no, but I mean like like around you, yeah, like yeah. when you're outside, yeah. people are like, oh, what are they absolutely. doing? Absolutely, absolutely. I went to uh, the Bell like Bellevue Downtown Park, yeah. and it was ridiculous. Like someone would be at one end and just yell a name of a Pokemon, right. and a whole stampede would run. Yes, it was crazy. So yeah, Pokemon. I mean, I was playing Pokemon 20 years ago, and it's still still huge. Yep, at my age. I like playing the game, but I don't know like the whole, you know, I don't watch the series and like follow the, you know, the, the, the backstory or right, anything like that. Right. But it's a, it's a cool game. Um, speaking of cool games, though, this one. Have you played Super Mario Maker? Yes. I've played a okay. little bit of it. I played at Summit uh, Pen, uh, Pe- PAX a couple, okay. like a year ago. Yes. So last year they released it for the Wii U. Yep. And now they're releasing it for the 3DS. Gotcha. And so it's the same thing you had on the Wii U plus more. Yeah. In fact, I remember the final round, I think, of the Omegathon at PAX oh. last year was a special Super Mario 3DS or Super Mario uh, Maker Maker round. So yes, they, level. so someone at PAX created the level. I think and they somebody had to play at it. Nintendo created Oh, the level. wow. Isn't that's that cool. Crazy? Yeah. Miyamoto? Yeah, I don't know. I probably <laughs> amazing. Not. Probably somebody amazing. in Redmond. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, this, I mean, so if you're unaware, um, this game lets you make your own. Super Mario courses. So you can you can edit the courses, you can create them, you can add any enemies you want, put the pipes anywhere, the bricks, the power-ups, and then you can play through them, you can share them, you can download uh, the stages that others have made, and you can do it for the original NES style, the Super Mario World style. So basically the first four Mario games, those visual styles you can use with this. So it's very cool. Um, kids are probably going to love that one. They'll probably be a big seller. Holiday season. Nice. But if you like Mario, get it for yourself. And wait, what's this? Now this, this is not new. This is actually, um, yes. this, this has been on the 3DS for a few years, but this was originally released on a Nintendo 64 yep. um, back when I was roughly 15 years old. So Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D. And this is my favorite game of all time. Um, back, back when I played on the Nintendo 64, um, I had never experienced something like this. I don't even know how it holds up nowadays. But if you're looking for a bit of nostalgia and one of the best gaming experiences you can get, these are this is on the uh, Nintendo Select series. Yep. So basically, once a game sells, I I think it's either a million or a hundred thousand. I forget which. They drop the price to twenty dollars and they add it to their Nintendo Selects. So you can get this for twenty bucks. You'll get one of the best games ever made in the history of gaming in uh, Ocarina of Time 3D. Nice. Yes. That's a good 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 advice. For yeah. Somebody definitely out there looking for definitely. looking for a good deal for the holiday. Yeah. Right. What what's what's your favorite game of all time? Don't say excite bike. <laughs>
Gosh, my favorite game of all time. You know, it's got to be Halo 2. Is, really? Is that, is that, wow. Is, yeah. I, I, That's a great that, game. No, for me, Halo 2 was what locked in the power and demonstrated the potential of multiplayer online gaming. Okay. Just that, that whole idea of getting in and making it a social experience on a console, that to me was the big eye-opener. Right. About video games are not what they were for me as a kid. Sure. Well, they are in some ways, but my buddy in, at that point was sitting you know, across the table from me yeah, yeah. in the living room with right. me. And now- doesn't he matter. She could be somewhere else, you know, right. around the world. And so that's why I loved Halo too. That was actually, yeah, I agree with you. That was really groundbreaking and amazing. Right. Microsoft Microsoft did their thing and no one has even caught up. So that was that was Do you feel like the PlayStation Network just isn't there in? Uh, not it's not. I mean, it, you can you can definitely multiplay, you know, play play games over the internet, but it's just Xbox Live. There's something special about Xbox Live where no one else, especially Nintendo, but um even PlayStation, it just hasn't caught up to yeah. what Xbox Live is and it's you know, it, it speaks uh, volumes of what Microsoft has done. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, this is some good stuff. I really appreciate you bringing this in. Definitely. Generally, Tuesday afternoons we're going to be doing I think this. think so. I believe so. And we'll yes. try and schedule the Facebook live stream so you guys can, can sort of know when we're going to be doing this. Right. And so there's a live stream. There's the podcast. There's the radio show. The radio show. On the weekends on Cairo Radio in Seattle. Yes. And then you can also watch it on my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash gear live if you want to see the video feed after the fact. Working title short circuit. Right. What do you think about that? Let us know what you think. We're trying to think of a, a cool name for the segment. Um, I came up with short circuit. I thought it sounded pretty interesting. I was yeah. proud of myself. My idea, I, I quickly nixed because it was hands-on <laughs> you with your Andrew own. Edwards, which I realized made it sound like hands-on Andrew Edwards. Right. Which, which, we don't know. want that. <laughs> we don't want, not, on not, live, not on the live stream. <laughs> That's a whole other show. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, let us know. Like, So I came up with Short Circuit. Let us know if you like that or not. And if you don't like it, let us know what you would replace it with. What What is your idea? But for a name, a, a short, quick, snappy Right. Interesting. Play on words. Remember, memorable, yeah. Exactly. Segment. All right. Good deal. Thanks, Andrew. Definitely. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with more. Feel free to check out more of my tech reviews over at youtube.com slash gear live. And check out all of our coverage at geekwire.com. You've been listening to GeekWire, an independent national technology news site based in Seattle, Washington. For news, events, podcasts, and more, visit us at geekwire.com.